Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Um, yeah, you make some great points there. Um, so um, when you started your Amazon business and then also, and then as you, um, you know, went into the uh, consulting businesses, did you have any like personal challenges that you really had to push through on your way, you know, growing the business? Cause I know that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have, uh, you know, a lot of hard times, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are introverts, um, especially the, the kind of geeky kind like myself. <laughs> um, but uh, do you, did you, you know, any personal challenges, anything that you kind of had to push through and kind of persevere on your way to, um, you know, where you felt like, uh, you know, I've made it type thing? <laughs> um, two come to mind. One, back to the point about hiring before you're ready. Um, when I, I had to really um, promote uh, my current president, Julie, to a to a higher position when I was pregnant and, and expecting my first child. Um, and so that was a real catalyst of, okay, totally not ready for any of this. And, you know, don't feel like the business is ready, but I really, you know, I want to take time off for maternity leave and uh, I need someone to step up and, and do this job for me. And you know what? My business grew faster than it had, like while I was running it myself during my maternity leave. So that's just one, one sort of personal lesson for me was, Hey, you're not, you don't, you're not, you don't know everything. Other people can, you know, display their talents and strengths if you give them room and try and just give up everything that you, you can, that you're not, um, you know, don't have super, that's not your main talent. Um, so that was a big lesson for me. And another one is my product business, this little crafts company. I worked so hard on that company. Um, it was super niche. Um, worked just, I did absolutely everything because you have to, you have to do bookkeeping. You have to code up your own site. You have to do all the fulfillment yourself. You have to film all the tutorials yourself. Um, and that was really difficult and it took me years and years to get traction before Amazon, especially. Um, and it was a hunt. Every part of that was a hundred percent worth it. Even though at the time, like I'll hopefully never do bookkeeping myself again. That's something that I, that's a career goal of mine to never have to do that again. But I, all of the lessons that those things teach you in the early days are great, but you, um, you do want to get to a point where you can hand those off, but maybe during that process also try and appreciate what, uh, what that is actually teaching you about business, about marketing, about Amazon. Um, cause many of those things you'll still have to kind of rely on your experience later on down the track when you see something that looks a little bit off with your accounting or, you know, you're trying to figure out an Amazon, you know, inventory issue you will have those things in your toolkit yeah absolutely um it's that that's funny that you make that point because uh accounting and the numbers is like i like i despise that you know i'm like one of those people who would like you know just don't even talk to me about it just get it done do it for me 
um, which is terrible. You can't do that. You have to know the numbers of your business. So I'm trying to get better at that, but I absolutely despise it. Um, you know, it's like the last thing I want to do uh, during my business day is, is, you know, dig in and see where I'm spending money and where I'm making money and all that kind of stuff is just like, I don't, you know, I, I like, I don't want to do that. I, I just want to like focus on, you know, building innovative tools, looking at data, solving problems. That's like the kind of stuff that I, you know, my bread and butter, what I love to do is just see like an issue that's happening and there's no, uh, you know, solution data wise, uh, and, and how to like put that data together and figure it out. We um, recently added, um, the advertising going over the advertising numbers and what's working, what isn't as well as going over our budget and our spend during our weekly meetings. And man, I hate it when we get to that line on the air table and we have to go over it, but we, it has really grown us because we've identified some areas where we were like spending on ads that weren't even pointing to our products. Like we've identified mistakes, like serious mistakes. And it's stuff that you get busy in your business and you don't even realize you're like, man, I'm just watching this money just fly right out the window over here. You know? So like you said, Andy, it's not any fun. I actually despise it too. I feel the anxiety building up as we're moving down the, the weekly meeting. But now that we do it every week and we stay on top of it, it's really minimal. You know, it's not like this giant monster every time you get to it. Now it's, okay, you know what? How was that going um, on our Google ads last week? How is that? Is that improved? Okay, our spend is down. Wonderful. What else can we do? Where can we improve? And then we find, kind of as Kiri mentioned, she said, you know, my business grew so much when I gave somebody else the opportunity to work in it. And we just recently hired a new employee and um, she's been attending our weekly meetings. And she just comes up with these great ideas for solutions to problems that we hadn't even, that we wouldn't have even thought of, you know, and here we've been working in this business. We're trying to get, you know, back from that by hiring new employees, but uh, it's really helped us to grow. And in the beginning, we were super nervous about spending that extra money, paying someone, you know, worrying, well, are we profitable? can we really afford to pay another person? But really, you know, we, we talk about it. My husband and I talk about it every day. We're like, Oh my gosh, we're so glad we brought this new person on. And you know, it's been so good for our growth. So uh, yeah, you kind of have to face the uglies, but if you do it every week and you make it part of your process, you're really going to find like, Whoa, okay. I've got some room for improvement here. And it's a lot less painful if I address it on a regular basis. Yep, that was one of the, one of the best investments ever. Was uh, hiring <laughs> an accountant that actually uh, was familiar with online businesses and e-commerce because uh, the one prior to that was not knowledgeable at all, and uh, it makes such a big difference. I mean, the first thing he did was like, well, "Hey, why aren't you an S corp?" You know, all these like things that now would be super basic, but like back then, um, you know, it's it, what you, you don't know what you don't know. You know, so you really. Um, I would say one of the best investments um, once your business starts growing um, would be, you know, a, a, uh, an accountant and bookkeeper um, because to me offloading that, not having to stress about that and just being able to go in and kind of digest everything that's been put together for me is so much easier. Um, you know, so much easier than, than trying to stress and worry about it myself. So those are all great points. Kiri on that note, um, as you grew this team, I'm really curious because this is a struggle that we have constantly. How do you find good people? Most of our people are remote. Um, 
So it's like, how do you, how do you find good people? Where are you, where are you finding good people? How do you stay in contact with them? How do you collaborate? Uh, just more on the, the systems and business side. I would really love to hear uh, some insights. Sure. Yeah. So we're fully remote as well. So we've got staff about third of staff in the U S and then two thirds approximately in Europe. And that works really well for us. And, and we've gotten, you know, we've got a, uh, a good uh, workplace culture that's being built entirely remotely. So I think that that's a big a big difference between like companies who have an office and some remote staff. You can have like an us versus them thing going on, but if you're fully remote right from the beginning, everyone just has to figure it out and you figure out ways to make it fun and engaging and for people to, um, you know, um, you know, build relationships with each other. So I, one great, if, you know, we're giving out lots of book recommendations today. One book that was mind blowing to me is a book called, oh God, I'm blanking on it now. Um, oh, let me, let me just Google it. There's a concept called, uh, oh, no it's called top grading, top grading. That's what it is. Top grading is this concept essentially that like you've got A players, B players, C players, D players, and we've all worked with A players in past companies or within our own companies and like, oh, if I could just like clone that person, they would, you know, everything would change. And so it's kind of impossible to have a company of all A players, but you want to get 80, 90%. A players. So this book really talks about, this is a book of systems about how to find, where to find them and in excruciating detail, how to interview them and ensure that you're actually following up with their references in the correct way as well. And it is, I mean, if you love processes, you love this book. It's quite, it's very, very detailed about what you need to do. So we took a lot of, we didn't do absolutely everything in that book because it's very, very extensive. But um, we took a lot of the best practices from that book. And so we have a very, very thorough interview process, check on the, um, the references in a very specific way. And over time, it's, it's gotten easier and easier because we've invested in our culture a lot. We invest in the team a lot. We haven't, everyone's remote, but we have an annual company retreat where uh, in um, July, everyone who'd been with the company for more than six months came out to Medellin, Colombia for four days. And we had the most incredible time. And it was a huge amount of effort to be fair. Like I spent six months working on that event. Um, but at the end, people said to me, this has been one of the highlights of my life coming to this retreat and doing, we had some great activities and just had a great time. So it gets easier because then people are referring other people into your company. But when you're very small, um, it is, there's, again, you, you, it's a lot easier these days with the number of remote job boards that exist and lots of people want to work remote and that is a huge benefit to offer people. A lot of people want to have a flexible schedule. Hey, you know, someone's doing their job. I don't care if, what time they're working and if that's your viewpoint as well I think you'll find a lot of people who are looking for that type of work situation so it sounds like uh, accountability wise because that's another issue that we run into um, you know uh, is 
it sounds like you're doing more of a goal-based or performance-based um, kind of overview of the employees rather than like time tracking or anything like that. Uh, we still do time tracking for everyone that's customer facing because we want to know like sometimes you see weird stuff happening like someone's spending way too much time on an account or not enough time and so we said we're able to spot um, potential issues there as well so we, we certainly do track time and that's essential also for understanding you know are we on track with our profitability metrics as well so we still track time but we've got people in like six different time zones so you know that what time you start working in the day doesn't really matter and if you have to skip out to go to your kids school recital for an hour but then you work an hour late then that that's fine as well right. so right. it's still we still track time but um that is you know sometimes people don't need to work a full 40 hour week if they get everything done that's actually just a new data point to, to show us hey we've got extra capacity right in the company and we can afford to take on a couple more clients Fantastic. Yeah. Great point. Um, all right, Amy, I think I've, I've asked everything I want to, um, anything that you wanted to, uh, follow up with on, uh, with Kiri? No, um, I think we've covered it. She's done a really great job of growing her company and providing great information. And, um, I love that she's going, she's already been through a lot of the pain points that, uh, a lot of our listeners uh, struggle with and are going through. So I think, uh, you know, we want to thank you, Kiri, because you've really uh, given people some insight on some things that they should be looking toward if they're wanting to grow their businesses. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, pleasure to share. All right, guys, if you have any questions, um, if you're in the uh, Zoom meeting, go ahead and drop them, please, in the, um, in the comments, and we'll pass them on to, to Kiri. Um, and uh, if you guys are watching us uh, live on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn or anything like that, uh, we do this uh, every week live, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Tuesdays. Um, we're just streaming this live uh, just as kind of a little test, as a little teaser, just to show you guys what it's like to join us live. Uh, what's cool about this is, um, you know, we get the audience interaction uh, where you guys get to ask questions while we're uh, talking with Kiri. So if you, you know, you have anything that's specific to your business that you need help with, um, you know, uh, Amy and I are here along with, you know, Kiri, who has a lot of experience in the, in the marketing realm on, on Amazon uh, with working with some big clients and things like that. So if you guys have any questions, please uh, drop it in the chat. Um, if you guys want to join us live moving forward, uh, like I said, we're just uh, doing this kind of as, as a test, but uh, moving forward, we're going to go back to our normal meeting format. Uh, if you want to join us uh, for the live uh, recording, it's uh, sellerseo.com forward slash SRT is the, is the short uh, URL to get to the sign up page. And then you can join us here live. And uh, we also, of course, uh, publish this on the podcast on the major platforms. Uh, if you subscribe there, you'll get to hear this, uh, just know that there is quite a delay, you know, between when we record and when uh, it goes live on the podcast. So um, that being said, it does not look like we have any more qu or any questions. So uh, Kiri, uh, on that note, uh, let us know what you're up to. I know you mentioned your book. I know you've done some books in the past. Uh, you, you write a ton of articles. Um, you know, you're, you're um, bobsled, you know, mention anything you want to let people know where they can find you, where they can read all the great information that you're putting out, all that uh, fun stuff. Thanks. So, um, yeah, I write for Forbes retail, probably one article a week on, on average. So you can find me there. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. 
and uh, make sure you put in the note that you found me um, on, on this show and then I'll definitely accept your, uh, your request. And um, I think the most valuable thing that I've got out in the world right now for um, new sellers and smaller sellers getting their, their foothold is um, the Marketplace Institute, which is access to our tools and best practices and SOPs and everything that we have used as an agency over the last five, five years, as well as what we call the Amazon Helpline, which is where you can call uh, one of our Amazon experts in PPC or vendor central operations or seller central operations or marketing and actually just get a you know expert advice on something very specific if you've got a question there so um that's that's a new project it's just launched definitely still in the beta phase still trying a lot of things out so if you have um you want to get a, a jump start on all of those processes and tools that you need to establish especially in the early few months first couple of years um, this would save you a lot of time in, um, and heart headache figuring those things out yourself. Perfect. Yeah. I found the website. It's the, the marketplaceinstitute.com. I will put that in the chat for everyone. And <clears throat> yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like there's a, a lot of stuff here, uh, Kiri for uh, a very reasonable rate. So yeah, go check it out. People looks looks uh, rates are gonna go up. <laughs> yeah. They always do. They, they, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, and on that note, um, Amy and I just launched our PPC masterclass. If any of you guys want to check that out, um, it's extremely reasonable in comparison to a lot of the other courses out there. We call it we're calling it the um, the basics uh, PPC masterclass, but you're gonna learn a lot more than the basics. You're gonna learn you know, how to set up campaigns, how to optimize them, all that kind of stuff without, um, you know, without having to um, use a tool. Um, we, of course, will show you how to use uh, Seller SEO um, as part of the process if you want to, um, but that will just be um, in addition to uh, showing you guys how to um, actually uh, optimize PPC on your own, which is one of the biggest requests we get from uh, all our clients between Amy and I. So we want to teach you guys how to do that rather than relying on uh, people like us to do it, at least, uh, you know, from the basics, once you scale to a, um, you know, something bigger than that's when you can go to the next level. But, uh, I just yeah. want to say that it's, it sounds like we're all trying to get rid of our day jobs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody in this audience, um, if they have not done so already is definitely trying to get rid of their day jobs and not yeah. only their day jobs, but, um, you know, it's funny when I hear, um, you know, I, I heard a, a, a talk recently with, with Gary V, which, you know, I have a, a love hate relationship with Gary V. I really yeah. like some of his messaging, <laughs> but then sometimes I shake my head on some of the stuff he says, but you know, he like chastised some, he was at some conference and some guy was like, yeah, how do, how can I like work for, you know, I want the four hour work week or whatever. I want to sit on the beach and Gary's like, no, you can't do that. You have to work for it. You know? And I kind of laughed at that because I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I definitely think that hard work is going to be part of the equation, but at a certain point, I think everyone's goal is to get to the point where they're, I mean, that's why I love that clockwork book so much is everybody want to, everybody wants to get to the point where, you know, their business can run itself. Of course, you're still going to have to work, but it's only doing the things that you love about your work and getting rid of all the stuff that you don't. 
And, you know, at first I kind of felt bad about that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm pushing, you know, this, these tasks off to somebody else and they're going to hate it. But what you have to realize is there's so many people out there who love to do, you know, there's some people who love numbers. That's why they became an accountant. You know, like I hate that. I despise that. I would, I would go nuts if I had to be an accountant. But um, that being said, some people love it. So you just have to find the people that love to do what you don't like to do, grow your business, systematize it, and then step out and sit on the beach as much as you want while you know, doing the things you love to grow the business. Yeah, that's really well said. I love the way that Mike Michalowicz put that in the book that we're talking about, Clockwork. He talks <laughs> about, you know, I know it's hard to think about giving somebody $5 an hour or $10 an hour but when you start hiring all of those people to do that, eventually you're making a portion of their pay while you're sitting on the beach, basically, right? Because you're, you know, once you keep multiplying those people, their earn, their, the earning potential goes way up, right? So you think, okay, I'm paying this person $5 an hour. I'm paying this person $5 an hour. And so, of course, you're taking a smaller piece, but the pie keeps growing. And before you know it, you've been able to really outsource most of your business and still be the visionary behind it and watch it grow. And, uh, you know, what you once were afraid of doing, you know, you now see it actually coming to fruition and, and, you know, all of those little $5 an hour that you put out there, uh, have suddenly become, you know, a really cool organization that you built. So that's, that's a great point. And, and I just want to add on to what Andy said before is like, your your one man's trash is another man's treasure in a way. Like I, I didn't love doing the numbers either, but my finance guy, he's born for this stuff. He lives and breathes it. And some people on my team, they would, you know, freeze if they had to do what I do and go out and you know be on a live video call or lead a company and make really big, scary decisions. So, you know, what, just the fact that you've created this thing and that you're providing that leadership and the vision and direction of the company, that's something that a lot of people can't do and, and they wouldn't ever want to do. They want to have a job and be given direction and know, you know, have consistency in their lives. And everyone listening to their, this call, I would probably, I would take, go out on a limb and say, you're not like that. And, uh, you know, I think this whole sitting on a beach thing is, is overrated as well. I think that anyone listening to this call, if you actually made it there, would get bored within a week and yeah, you need to get back anyway. to work. <laughs> so Wendy did yeah. have a question. Wendy says, where do you find your outsource personnel? Um, she said, you know, Upwork, where, where do you find people to work for you? So we'll let Curie answer that first. Yeah, so there's a few different ones I've used over the years, and I'm, I'm not so much involved with um, the, all the recruiting myself, but I'll pull out a few that I'm familiar with. One is Dynamite Jobs. And that's pretty new. That's like a year old. That's that's all remote um, job placements as well. Upwork for some, I've, I have used with with um, varying success. I've made some great hires there and some not so great. Um, LinkedIn. Oh my god, I'm, I love LinkedIn, and I will stalk people and um, look for like if I'm looking for someone in a particular geography or someone with a specific previous role or current skills i will just go into the filters and filter and send them a connection request and just say hey i saw that you have these skills i'm looking to fill this role here's a link to a job description and then you know it's up, it's up to them it doesn't you're not 
you know, you need to reach out to a few people that way. That can be very effective because then like part of the concept in this um, top grading book is that A players are usually not looking for jobs. They get poached. And so just going back to that idea, like you need to find, if you're looking for someone at the top of their game, they, they are probably not looking for you. You need to go out and find them. Um, so I do love a bit of LinkedIn stalking. And um, another one that I used a little while ago, I haven't used it in a while, it's called Hire My Mum, which is yeah. a great name for a recruiting <laughs> site, but that's mostly US-based, um, not all um, women, but um, particularly if you're looking for someone just part-time, flexible hours, like that's a really great place full of uh, really eager and qualified people, so. Yes, HireMyMom.com is another great Yeah, yeah it's great. About, you know, you don't really want to necessarily, um, you know, and, and of course I keep pointing to this book because I listened to a lot of it today, but, uh, and it happened to be on that chapter where we're talking about like, how do you make great hires? And um, I know what some people get frustrated about is they'll post a job, right? They'll post a job and they'll get a million resumes from everyone who's just looking for a job. And then they get really frustrated because they're like, oh man, you know, the, the person, they'll, they'll call them in for interviews or give them a call for an interview and they'll be like, oh, what job was this for again? And it's totally not a good fit and you get frustrated. And, you know, so if you go out, like Kiri was saying, and you actually look for the right fit. So break down, you know, if you're looking for somebody to answer calls, look for a great communicator. You know, when you're just look at somebody and go, okay, wow, like this person is a really great communicator and, or put your job post out there, a really long job post, you know, and have them do something, you know, talking about your company's culture and how you're looking for a really great communicator, have them do something at the end of that post that says, Hey, you know, if you're interested, comment on this or whatever, you know, and put that out there, uh, Facebook ad or whatever. And then, then you're going to screen out all the people that are just looking for a job because the people that yeah, are the right fit, yeah, they're mm. going to take the time to actually read it and kind of come after it, you know, because they're going to really resonate with, oh, wow, they're looking for a great communicator. And I love to talk to people. I love to answer phones. You know, I love to do that. You're going to find the right person instead of just saying, we're looking for someone to answer phones eight hours a day, <laughs> you know, like you're going to get all these resumes of just, you know, people who are miserable. The other um, thing that I found more recently is really, you know, in your community, in the community that you're already in, you're going to find people like listeners of this podcast, you know, things like that, that are, that are looking, that wouldn't mind, you know, a, a learning at the same time and being a part of another organization. So I found some really great freelancers um, to come work for Amazing at Home, as well as my company, just in my local community. You know, the, the lady that does my product photography now, I met her at the gym and she, I learned she, you know, loved to do graphic design and we started talking and uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. So I was able to, to poach her and <laughs> grow her and she has done a wonderful job and she's just really grown her own business now. And, and I've been a part of that, which is really cool. So don't be afraid to look in your local community too and, and just 
kind of try to see what people's great traits are and, and, um, you know, say, Hey, I would love to know more about you liking to do photography or something like that. Right. And you'll probably find really great people that way. Yeah, Kiri, a lot of the ones you mentioned are great. I haven't tried um, Hire My Mom yet. I definitely want to uh, get onto that because I I know that there's a lot of moms, like you said, like on maternity leave or wanting to be home with the kids who have this like epic, you know, fantastic background, you know, working for some big corporate company where you can, you know, they but they want the flexibility. So they're willing to work for less than they would normally get paid. And they're also stoked about helping, you know, uh, probably another family business, things like that. Definitely want to check that out. Dynamite Jobs is a new one. I've never heard of that. Um, Upwork, you mentioned Upwork. Upwork, uh, I had the same experience as you. It's really a mixed bag. It's hard to find good people on Upwork. You spend so much time filtering through uh, the applicants and you know hiring people and then firing them. And you know, it's uh, I wouldn't wouldn't suggest Upwork. Not only that, but uh, the hiring now they charge you uh, to invite people to jobs and things like that, which is is pretty terrible. Um, on the Filipino yeah. front, onlinejobs.ph. Um, that also takes a lot of work to filter, but, um, you know, we found some really great people on online jobs. Um, but I agree with Kiri hundred percent is the few tasks that I've put out. Um, I haven't hired anybody full time from LinkedIn, but I've went like, Hey, I need some writing done or Hey, I need some graphics done or whatever. And I throw that out on LinkedIn. I've by far got the best quality, uh, people from LinkedIn. And I think that LinkedIn in general is a super underutilized resource. It's where I first, uh, kind of heard about uh, Kiri and saw some of her content. Um, so if you guys aren't on LinkedIn yet, especially if you're um, in the business to business realm, then it's invaluable and absolutely you want to get on there sooner rather than later. Love it. Add me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're already friends, Kiri, but everybody else who's listening to this can add Kiri. And me too. Dang it. We'll it. And, and Amy too. Even though Amy, I don't think Amy's on LinkedIn that much. I am. But, out, Amy. Yeah, I am, but I was in the military for so long and we really keep our public profiles on kind of lockdown. So my LinkedIn profile is really lacking. I need to build it out. <laughs> you, you, you just need to ghost like the entire time you were in the military, Amy, and then just move forward from there. <laughs> <laughs> 18 years <laughs> just ghost it just ghost it then you don't have to worry about it it's okay all right <laughs> I, I don't i don't you think i nowhere <laughs> i don't think i put my i don't think my government service is on is on my profile at all either so uh, to me i'm like that's in the past i'm moving forward well it's hard when it's 18 years of your life <laughs> I, I got it i got yes. it yes <laughs> uh, all right, Kiri, well, um, we are going to stop the recording now. Um, if you guys want to join us live, we've already told you how. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you haven't yet, remember to subscribe, rate, review. We really, really appreciate, appreciate you guys doing that. The fact that, like, we've grown super quickly. Uh, we're, uh, you know, beating some of the established Amazon and e-commerce podcasts that have been out for years and years and years. We really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. And we really thank people like Kiri taking their valuable time coming on and giving you guys, you know, absolutely some of the best advice you're going to get around. Uh, so thank you again, Kiri. And we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.